Hello and welcome to Reenergize. This is the place to discover more about emerging tech in offshore renewables and how we will meet our future energy needs. My name is Johnny Love, Project Manager at ORE Catapult and Shadow Board Member at Renewable UK. At the Catapult, we connect agile technology developers, academics and industry players working to accelerate the UK's wind, wave and tidal energy sectors. This is the next episode in our mini-series of Reenergize SME Spotlight. In the run-up to the offshore wind industry's largest event in the UK, Global Offshore Wind, we're shining the spotlight on 10 innovative SMEs that we're proud to host on our pavilion stand at the event. In each episode, we'll learn more about the innovative solutions each company is bringing to the offshore renewable energy market and explore a wider industry topic. For this SME showcase, I'm here with Rich Fry, the Offshore Business Development Manager from Renewable Parts, who are a leading supply chain and refurbishment specialist in the wind energy industry. So Rich, thanks for joining us today. To start off, I'd like to learn a little more about Renewable Parts, please. Could you give us an overview about the company and the kind of work that you carry out? What would your elevator pitch for our listeners be? Renewable Parts is the pioneer of circular economy in the wind industry. So what does it actually mean? We are an independent supplier of new wind turbine components, but uniquely the world's first component remanufacturer. So we specialize in minor component space, gearbox and generators, major components typically done, high profile components like that on a loop. But uh, there's not much done in the minor component space. So we're working on services to return the likes of pumps, motors, brakes, hydraulic equipment, pitch systems, low voltage equipment, anemometers or electrical components back into service and ultimately diverting them from recycling and even worse landfill. So Rich, can you tell us more about the technology or the solution for industry that you're developing, what industry challenge are you particularly looking to address? I know you mentioned circular economy and part refurbishment. Could you just explain a little bit more about that for us? As I said, we're focused on the circular economy of wind turbine components, specifically the redesign, remanufacture, refurbishment, repair and reuse. Although redesign, remanufacture and refurbishment are where we're focused primarily because it's in the interest of component performance and longevity of reliability. At a time where decarbonisation and true sustainability is at the forefront and the centre of both public and industry minds. Our challenge is not creating a solution that's actually already been done and proved by renewable parts. It's actually much softer than that. Primarily, it's a matter of education, making big businesses all the way from C-suite level to the person responsible for waste disposal at site, aware of the multifaceted benefits of component refurbishment and reuse. And secondly, without a doubt, as far as I can tell, the most challenging part is implementing this step change in big business. So Rich, I understand Renewable Parts has been going for 11 years. Could you share with us a little bit about the journey that the company's been on, where things started, where they are now, and possibly where things might be in the future? Absolutely, yeah. Renewable Parts started by our founder, Ewan Anderson, 10 years ago. He was an ex-wind turbine technician. He had a vision that the industry can be doing so much more in terms of sustainability, primarily. And he set up on as a one-man band and a van in the Scottish Highlands in Argyle, where he's based and where our innovation centre is based now. And the business grew from there. Person at a time, contract at a time, tapping into contacts with technicians at site who were feeling pinch points through supply chain or were simply throwing away many, many components of which Ewan sourced and kept to one side in his workshop, repaired them. 
Okay, thanks, Rich. In your answers earlier, you touched upon circular economy and sustainability within offshore wind. And if I may, I'd like to dive into this a little bit more, please. So firstly, over the past couple of years, there seems to be a steady increase in the number of times that I've heard the phrase circular economy within my day-to-day -day work. And I wondered if I could get your view on why we are now beginning to really wake up and discuss end of life for offshore wind turbines. There's two parts to that, really, the circular economy becoming more in vogue, as well as the link to the end of life. So in reference to the end of life link, the simple answer to that is, is age. Whilst it mainly concerns the onshore sector with roughly 15 wind farms sort of in the 25 years old plus bracket, the, the next chapter of decommissioning is soon to commence onshore and it's going to continue for many years as wind farms are retired one after the other. Whilst this chapter is yet to be published, renewable parts are hard at work authoring circular economy as the protagonist, with UK-based component harvesting, refurbishment and reuse in tow. And the decommissioning bit is pretty much uncharted territory. There are pockets of it that's happened. Certain turbines have been decommissioned and repurposed, which is um, not repowered, it's simply repurposed. Um, that's already happening. Renewable parts have had some involvement in that. But there's a huge amount of turbines in operation that will cease their life. And uh, yeah, Renewable Parts is, is working closely with the likes of Strathclyde to plan the way forward of how industry is going to do that. How important then is this issue to stakeholders within the industry, do you think? And do you think more needs to be done to raise the profile and the urgency of the need for circular economy in the offshore wind industry? Yeah, you've hit the nail on, on the head there, Johnny. There's absolutely no question that sustainability is, is high on the agenda of big business. Whether it should be higher for those businesses in the renewable sector than those that aren't, I'd say that's an intriguing thought. The subject, however, is vast and in my experience often leaves individuals at devolved levels despondent to the cause. Whilst there's some big ticket decarbonisations options out there, they come with even bigger price tags, whereas retaining and reusing the cost and carbon of thousands of defective wind turbine components every year presents a tangible, reportable and enormous decarbonisation and cost saving opportunity that is readily available in the UK. And that is the piece that we need to raise the profile about to those decision makers and influencers within big business. Working for renewable parts has, has enabled my penny drop moment. Um, much more needs to be done, however, to educate others to experience the same. And this is the primary task as myself as business development manager. Once individuals experience their own, the linear economy cycle will be broken. The challenge for the operator is spotting this enormous opportunity amidst the, the topic of general waste, which is low down on the priority list. The analogy I like to use is the magic eye books that I used to look at as a kid. For those that can see it, and once you see the image amongst the, the patterns that pops out, that is the key. And that is what we're looking at is the huge opportunity of defective equipments that can be refurbished and returned to duty. And it's just getting people to be able to see that. So Renewable Parts has its background in onshore wind, though you are, of course, gaining ground in the offshore wind sector too. And I'd be interested to understand what's the differences in the challenges between operating in a circular economy fashion offshore versus onshore in your experience? It's an interesting one because there are some psychological perception of the reliability of a refurbished part from individuals within these big businesses in the offshore domain. Case in point being, if I 
install a refurbished component in a much more challenging high-risk environment of offshore and it fails prematurely the finger will be pointed at renewable parts quite quickly so it's having to overcome that and, and i am an engineer by training and i have lengthy conversations with lots of people who have technical responsibilities and i have to try and overcome that challenge with them in terms of this is a high quality part remanufactured and or refurbished to a high standard with a quality scope of work and we warranty back it to new so it's a case of i've given you more reasons why you should do it than the reasons why you shouldn't but ultimately they have responsibility for availability in production we do not we're one step away from that however it, it's, it's overcoming that threshold of trust with a refurbished part i ask you if someone offered you a refurbished television versus a new one would you question what happened to the refurbished one to make it cheaper this will never be solved with everyone however when the supply chain turns around and says you can no longer buy this component new and it's no longer available which is the obsolescence threat which is quite prominent in the wind industry then those individuals will be having to consider refurbishment as a last ditch and of course we don't want to be considered as a last ditch option as much we can do in the interest of cost saving and decarbonization very proactively whilst introducing small pockets of refurbishment bit by bit to prove the concept and the reliability it's already been done offshore it's already been done onshore it's just the stakes are higher in offshore and, and that's the crux of the problem we're just about to finish up on today's sme spotlight for renewable parts but i want to tie into global offshore wind the conference that's coming up on the 21st and 22nd of june later this year rich what are you most looking forward to at the conference despite our size renewable parts is fortunately already well known in the industry with a lot of hard work we've done over the years as a business for me personally it's the opportunity to continue the education momentum that i mentioned earlier and of course find the individuals not just responsible but interested in implementing the circular economy in their operations and these people don't have to be heads of departments heads of development heads of sustainability they could be people at technician level that just believe in it so it's it's meeting and coming into contact with new faces with that interest we are delighted to have been invited to be part of the OIE catapult pavilion for the first time i hope this further amplifies renewable parts as unique capabilities to new faces both here in the uk and internationally as we prepare for exponential growth rich thank you for taking part in this sme spotlight episode of reenergize for global offshore wind you can tune into the next episode in the mini series now where we shine the spotlight on another one of our SMEs at this year's pavilion. In the meantime, listeners can find more about ORE Catapult activities at ore.catapult.org.uk. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at ORE Catapult.